0: hi and welcome to another mind over money my name is van pappas certified financial planner and private cfo with oxygen financial and i come to you every thursday with some great education financial education on how you can put your mind to your money you've heard me say over and over everything we do in life revolves around money every action we take we are probably spending money. So we gotta be vigilant about making sure we fully understand it. We can't just coast through life and ignore what we're doing. So today I wanna talk about some tax planning. Now I'm not a CPA, I don't do tax, you know, file tax returns, but as a certified financial planner, um, tax planning is an, important. important, crucial step to any successful financial plan, right? So we got to be able to understand what we have to do. And so today, I'm going to talk to you about some things that you can do right now in this particular season, I've got this little tax guide that I created that basically shows you what to do in the spring and what to do in the summer. And, you know, we're just finishing up through the fall and moving into the winter. And so there's things that I want to talk to you today so that you don't miss out on making sure you put your mind to your tax planning. That's what we're going to talk about today. So I won't go into the spring and summer stuff since we've missed that. We'll do another one of these mind over monies you know, in say February or March, they'll go over the spring items. Obviously, we know in the spring we have to file our tax return, but there are things we need to do today uh, to get ready for the end of the year. Now, we're pretty much at the end of the fall season. So, for example, the first one on the list talks about if you filed an extension to complete your tax return, let's say you're self-employed and you didn't have enough time and <clears throat> to get everything ready in April and you filed for an extension, well, we've passed the extension deadline. But up until that extension deadline, you can still make contributions into your SEP IRAs, solo 401ks. Uh, so there are some contribution uh, actions that self-employed people can take in the fall. But something we can do, even though we've passed that extension deadline, is look at our withholdings, and this doesn't matter if you're self-employed or W-2, right? You get um, withholdings taken out of your paycheck for taxes, you know, FICA and all the rest of it. And what you want to look at is now that we're towards the end, and we only have a couple of months, should you change what your withholdings are? If you're have withheld too much to this point you can reduce that withholding that gives you a bigger paycheck for the last couple of months of the year. And um, that way, you're not having, you know, the government use your money for the next six months and have this big refund. And if it's the other way, If you need to increase your withholdings, right, because maybe you didn't withhold as much, maybe you changed jobs during the year, well, you can go ahead and increase those withholdings to avoid any underpayment penalty. Remember, if you don't withhold enough, they hit you with a penalty. So that's one thing you can do here towards the end of the fall. Um, Now, have you looked at your Social Security income cap? You're probably going, What the hell are you talking about? Social Security income cap. All right. So here's basically the gist of it um, you have the line items for FICA. When you hit $160,200, right, that's the current Social Security income cap. Now, I know some of you probably are like, I don't make that much money. But if you do make more than that, once you hit that level in your pay, then They stop withholding money for Social Security because you've already hit that cap. So what you'll see is that your paycheck might be a little larger. Most people don't even pay attention to it. They don't notice that their paycheck is a little larger. The paycheck goes into their checking account, then they start spending money and they never realized that their paycheck was a little bit larger the last couple of months of the year. So if you have, if you're making more than 160 and you've already hit that threshold and your paycheck is a little larger, you are already living off of the smaller paycheck before. So there's no reason that you can't take that a little bit extra and push it aside. Create a savings program. Put it in an out-of-sight, out-of-mind account. It's a great way to save, right? Now, the other thing we can do here is to start... Um, are year-end prepping. And one of the things that we can do as we get towards the end of the year is what's called tax loss harvesting, right? So we want to look at, do we have any tax losses that we can harvest to get a deduction? Talk with your certified financial planner or your investment advisor, whoever's doing your non-retirement investment account and say, hey, do I have any capital losses that I can take advantage of? Also look at, do you need to make any last minute charitable giving or con- contributions uh, into a Roth or even better, a Roth conversion? Maybe my income was way low and I can take advantage of converting IRA money to Roth money. Now that grows tax free. These are all great year in tax sort of strategies <clears throat> and um, begin having uh, you know, a conversation around what, um, charitable giving you might do. All right. So hopefully so far you are, you've gotten to this point of saying, okay, I get it, Van, you know, there's some things that I need to look at. Um, and I don't really understand everything you're talking about. So that's when you should reach out to someone like myself or whoever you're working with, um, to go over that now, <coughs> excuse me, The the last thing for our sort of fall activities or to-dos is we know that we're in open enrollment, right? So check out what opportunities are available if you have an HSA, health savings account, or flexible spending account, what, you know, should you consider any of those? (coughs) Excuse me. Now, as we move into our winter activities, winners to do things to do before the new year. We got to get some of these things done before December 31st. If we do them after December 31st, they won't be on this calendar tax year. We just mentioned tax loss. So once we've identified if we have any gains and losses, then we come up with a strategy to actually harvest those. Remember, gains offset losses and if i have more losses than gains i can write off up to three thousand dollars off of my regular income all right so talk with your your tax professional about that now if you are older and you've hit the age of having to take money out remember the government says when you get to a certain age you have to take a required minimum distributions If you don't take that RMD before the end of the year, guess what? It is nasty. They hit you with a 50% penalty. So make sure if you're over 70 and a half for people who are already uh, there, or if you're approaching the new, they've raised the the ages, so it's being phased up, uh, so you might Uh, have to go ahead. You might have another year before you have to do it. If you're 71, 72, eventually it's going to land on age 73. And when you're 73, you have to start taking required minimum distributions. So look at that. Um, And then, you know, a lot of, if you have a mutual fund, a lot of mutual funds kick off what I call phantom taxes, phantom income, right? Because Um, they will pay capital gains distributions towards the end of the year. And so you might say, well, I didn't get anything right. Maybe the mutual fund just reinvested all that in the mutual fund, but you still have to pay taxes on that capital gains. So that sort of goes along with the tax loss harvesting too. You might find that your mutual fund created some capital gains for you that you didn't know you were going to have. And then you need to sell something, uh, individual stock that has a capital loss to offset that. Um, Also, something we need to complete before the end of the year is making those charitable gifts, right? If you are of charitable mind or you give money to your your church um, or whatever charity, Uh, make sure you make those before December 31st. If it's after December 31st, it won't be on this calendar year. We mentioned Roth conversions. Again, that's something that has to be done in the calendar year. So if you're going to do a Roth conversion, which, you know, it can be very valuable for a long-term financial plan because remember, they grow tax-free. Now here's something that some people can do and some can't and that's shifting income all right so if you're self-employed and you say hey you know i can work my business so that i can shift i've gotten to a point where i don't want to take on any more income today in this year i can maybe shift some of that income into next year and and have that uh revenue stream come in after the first of the year so uh, something to to think about if you're self-employed or have your own business. Um, listen, a lot of uh, W-2 people work for a company that offers them a flexible spending account. Great uh, uh, feature, right, to have because you can plop money in and not pay taxes on it and then use it for, you know, various things, medical expenses and daycare and, you know, stuff like that. But FSAs, flexible spending accounts, are a use it or lose it. So you need to make sure we got two months left here in the year, three months left in the year, and you need to make sure that you're going to get those used up before the end of the year. Now, moving on to um, uh, planning for next year. We said all these things that we need to do before the end of this year, before the new year. But we want to go ahead and look at planning for next year, right? And so a lot of times um, we're making a specific dollar amount on our contributions. Well, contributions get indexed. So you want to plan out what that's going to look like for updating contribution limits. And then obviously we want to look at the milestones, you know, age-related type milestones. Um, you know, we talked about RMDs before, are you going to hit that age where you have to start taking them? Um, you know, are you going to hit the age where you have to start, uh, taking social security, right? You can take social security as early as age 62, but it gets reduced. If you, if you wait until your full, uh, social security retirement age, which, um, is going to vary depending on how old you are. Uh, For someone in my age bracket, it's going to be 66. Uh, Some people it's going to be 67. Um, And so if you wait until your full retirement age, um, you can get more or you can just keep waiting. If you are working, uh, you might find that it's better to keep waiting and not take Social Security because you don't want uh, to get taxed since you're still working. But once you get to and so every year you wait over your full retirement age, it increases how much you're going to get from Social Security. But then it caps out at age 70. It does not increase any further past 70. So I always tell people once you get to age 70, if you're not taking Social Security, go ahead and turn it on because, you know, you're not going to get any more benefit out of it. Um, And then, you know, for those of us younger, if we've hit that to age 50, and we can make catch-up contributions. Maybe we didn't do a good job in our 20s and 30s uh, on making contributions, and now we're fully funding our retirement, but we need a little bit extra, um, and you can make those catch-up contributions. Now, once we get past um, the new year, um, you know, after January 1st, there are some stuff that you need to do. We'll save some of those because they're a little bit more detailed conversations um, for a future uh, Mind Over Money where we'll talk about what you need to do now that the new year has started as we lead into the spring and the things we need to do for our spring tax planning. So those are just a couple of things that uh, um, you should be looking at. I'll put these PDF slides in the comments if you want to look at them in more detail. And I I highly recommend that you reach out to your CPA, your financial planner, your investment advisor, whoever's helping you make these decisions. If you don't have someone, you're welcome to call me um, and we can chat about what you need to be doing to put your mind on your money. And I'll see you next week for another Mind Over Money.